Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Okay, how much is the temperature supposed to drop? Uh, a few degrees. Not a few. It's supposed to be in the 30s. A few degrees. Yeah. You would you I'm like prepared. to be prepared? Prepared. I'm prepared. And how am I? I'm glorious. How are you? Glorious. Yeah. Glorious. Or it could be that other dude's glorious. Was it Belly? I think that's his name. He has a glorious song too, Belly. Look it up, Mike. You'll like it. you like the brother. Well, by the time... So it says it's uh, 47 right now, so it's dropped Thank a little you. bit. But it's going. But it's only going to drop to 44 by the time we're here. Right. Still overdressed. This is not overdressed. Oh, yeah. How's that overdressed? Too much winter stuff. You're bumming me out. That is a light jacket. <laughs> light jacket. <laughs> it's not overdressed. That's something that you like. You definitely people wear that on ski lifts, that thing. There's no doubt about it. There's just no doubt. With a big sweater underneath. I don't yeah. have the, uh, the okay. undergarments. I'm just saying you're losing your toughness. That's what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing a guy who spends a lot of time down south in the warm weather losing your I toughness. I am not. I am prepared because after we're done, I'm hitting a hot yoga class. Oh. And so some of the clothing will have to come off. No, because me. it will be sweaty. And then I will be out in the 44-degree weather. All right. Boom. I'm prepared. I understand. Okay. That. I got you. All Paul, right. Fine. Thank you. Glad you're concerned. <laughs> yeah, well, of course I am. Wow. I mean, I see you. I spend more time talking to you than anybody else in my life. Huh. Think about it. Right? So I am concerned about you. Hmm. I mean, I talk, I spend three hours speaking to you every day, which is more, I would say, than my wife. I don't speak to her that much every day. Hmm. I see her for a longer period of yeah. time, but we don't. Yeah, that's a lot. We say stuff she, she, constantly yeah, but, to each other, me yeah, and you. Yeah, she used to be seen, not spoken to. No, 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 that's it. not what I meant. And, what I meant not, was... You are to be seen and no, not no, heard no, that's from. Not, that's not what I meant. That's what you said. What, no, it's not what I said that's at all. That's what you meant. No, not that's even... That's what I no. said, that's what I meant. Well, that's you. You just for looking at. No, that's... Don't that's, speak. See, that's... Where's my sandwich? See, that's you. Huh? I'm, I'm not saying any of that stuff. I want that's what you said. No. Okay? What I said was... I, none of that healthy crap. Because we're on the radio. We have to speak to each oh, other all the time. Oh, that's what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about your relationship. No, uh, no, no. Oh, not okay. at all. Oh, so you allow her to speak? <laughs> yeah, of course uh, I okay. do. Okay, I was just wondering. I just want to get it straight. Me and you, we speak to each other more oh. than anybody else oh, okay. I've talked to in all my right. life. Well, you got a that's different household than me. Right. I actually live there. That's the difference. I don't just bop in, pet the dog, and leave. That's you what know? you said. Thank you, Charles. What you said. That's not what I said. Boy, you loves me. You're a big bitch, man. She's 105 now. She just came from the vet. Really? Yeah. That's your dog. Yep. All right. I've, uh, I've said many times before that the NFL can't get suspensions right. And it's almost 100% conversion rate on that. But... Fresh off of one that I thought they got right, Rob Gronkowski, and gave them credit for getting that one right. Yesterday, they went back with the same old stuff. So what do they do? We know that Rob Gronkowski, for the flying elbow, gets one game. Then they watch the Monday night game, 
they see some of the stuff that happens there. Of course, the Shazier hit was not a dirty play whatsoever. It was just a victim of circumstance in the way that he put his head down and made that tackle, and it was not great form, and he'll tell you that himself, I'm sure, uh, if he goes back and, and watches it. But then you had the issues with George Iloka, the safety for the Bengals, hitting Antonio Brown, helmet-to-helmet in the end zone. And then you had the crackback block from Juju Smith-Schuster on Vontez Burfecht. Now, both of these were penalties. I thought that the Iloka hit was certainly a penalty. The Juju one, not as much. Never. And maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm not quite clear on the incompetence of the NFL. I thought I was. Never once did I think that these guys would get suspended for those hits. And I really think that what this was, was them looking at that game as a whole on national TV, including the Shazier thing, the fact you had two stretchers out during the game, the history between the Steelers and the Bengals, and they said, we need to do something, we need to send a message, even if these individual instances don't really deserve suspensions, it's a bigger picture of what happened on Monday night, and I don't think that that's the right way to go about this. They were being reactive. They didn't think the officials who oversaw that ball game went far enough. I'm in agreement with you once again. I I couldn't believe that they suspended Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm sitting over TV, and that was coming through our little news section there in the bullpen, and I said, what? They suspended him for what? Really? No, the most egregious part, and I think everyone to a man, to a woman agrees, taunting, standing over Vontez Burfecht, that was more egregious than the actual hit. And yes, you want to take that hit, the Ioloka hit out of the game, but what Juju Smith-Schuster did, he went more body than he did head. And and I said this yesterday, yes, they see that as a defenseless, in the same manner as they see a defenseless receiver, well, defend your damn self. Supposed to be a football player. I know sometimes you can't, but Vontez Burfitt can, and he knows better than that, and he should defend himself, but he didn't. But the point is that Juju Smith shoots that was within the flow of the game. George Aloka, that was within flow of the game. And that hit was more should have there should have been more punitive on that hit than the Juju Smith Schuster hit. I agree there. But to juxtapose both of those incidents with what Gronk did and they both have similar penalties, really? Are you kidding me? One was not within the flow of the game. One was as dirty as it comes. It was essentially a cheap shot. A guy's lying on his stomach, out of bounds. The play is dead. And you jump on top of him with a flying elbow. You he, The uh, player sustains a concussion. And you only give Gronk one game here within the flow of the game. And, yes, yeah, sometimes it's difficult to redirect your body, but it's within the flow of the damn game. And you're going to say you're suspended for a game. Unreal. I, 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 that's mind-boggling. I, I don't understand John Runyon, James Thrash, who are on this, this committee there within the league. I don't understand the rationale. And John Runyon, the former offensive lineman, as dirty as they, they come when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, 
he he talks about the, the taunting and unsportsmanlike of Juju Smith-Schuster standing over Vontaze Burfitt. Well, if you're going to find for that, find him for that. But don't suspend the man. That's ridiculous. Yes. That, that, that didn't even rise to the level of suspension. Uh, suspension is something, I mean, you know, suspension is one of those things where you see, like, man, he could get suspended for that. And sometimes that doesn't even happen. And I've been guilty of some of the false equivalencies in the NFL when it comes to suspensions, whether it's the domestic violence policy and the substance abuse policy, and you try to get through all that and figure out if it's fair to the player and there's two different policies and I can't believe he's suspending this guy for that. And sometimes that's tough to do. This one isn't tough to do because this, to me, is the same thing with Gronk, the same thing with Juju Smith-Schuster. It's within the game. It's someone acting totally out of line, and it's another guy who makes a football play, and maybe it's a little higher than they would like. Right. But to be suspended is crazy. The NFL was embarrassed. There's no doubt about it by that game. And they've been embarrassed by the Steelers and the Bengals going above and beyond with the physicality and maybe a little bit of dirtiness in these matchups. And they felt like they had to do something and they couldn't just suspend. They couldn't do anything about the Shazier hit because that had nothing to do with anything. Right. They couldn't suspend one team and not the other. So this is what they came up with. And I think personally that they've been universally crushed on this. I don't think that there is a single person that I've seen, player, analyst, fan, whomever, that thought that both of these suspensions were warranted. Mike Mitchell, Steelers safety. So Gronk elbow drops. This is on his Twitter account. Yeah. So Gronk elbow drops a guy off the top rope like Dusty Rhodes and gets same suspension as a guy getting a penalty making a football play. Okay, cool, NFL. Can't wait to see what you come up with next. Yeah. He's right. They're don't. They're not comparable. In no way, no how are they comparable? The Aloka hit, the Juju Smith-Schuster hit, and Gronk. They're not even the same sport. One is as dirty as it gets. If that's not Gronk, that's someone else. That player's probably suspended three, four games. That I, I, I don't understand how they can square this one. Yeah. I, 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 two were within the the field of play. Bang, bang plays, both of them. Maybe the, the Juju Smith-Schuster, he has time to rethink, you know, hitting Vontez Burfick. That maybe he just gets in front of him, turns his back to him. I don't know. Iloka, it's a bang, bang play. You got a quick slant route. You're trying to separate the player from the ball, and you go too high. Uh, and, and that's within the game, though. Nothing dirty about it. And yes, you want to take those hits out of the game. You know how you send them a message? You send them that little white envelope you send to numerous players throughout the season Monday morning, and and that's it. You find them. Penalty uh, and a fine. That's yeah, it. I mean, suspension yeah. is just nuts. And, and, and it, how do you make sense of this, NFL? How do you make sense of a James Strash, John Runyon, when you had a guy elbow drop another guy and the play is dead? And he doesn't see it coming. And as far as I know, I don't know as much about Iloka, but Juju Smith-Schuster is a rookie, and he doesn't have a history of this stuff. And usually it was first-time offender things that would happen where it would be like, all right, first-time offender, we're going to give him a pass. And if he's a multiple offender, then we have to consider a suspension. And Mike Mitchell also tweeted out about George Iloka. He said, Steeler Nation, George Iloka is a good friend. We spend many summers training together. He's not a dirty player. Stand-up guy, just a hard-nosed, no BS player. No way was he trying to hurt AB. Right. Just like I know Team Juju wasn't trying to hurt 55 football is violent. And, and Juju Smith-Schuster said, you know, I wasn't my, – my intent was not to hurt him. But you know what your intent is as a football player? To inflict pain 
on the opposing player, and and he knew he had him dead to rights, and he knew he could really uh, put a lick on him. So you want to put as hard a lick as possible on the opposing player. It's football, and you wear pads for a reason. And I understand we want to take the headshots out of the game, but you still want to hurt his ass. That's the mission. I just am laughing because I've talked about the high school football coaches I had and some of the ridiculous things they used to say to us. So you just reminded me of that. <laughs> what did I say? What they wear, you, you wear well. You reminded you didn't say anything ridiculous. You reminded me of them saying stuff ridiculous. So that whole deal with they wear pads for a reason. If they thought that someone wasn't hitting hard enough, hmm. they used to put like ridiculous monetary values on the pads. So they'd go, you know, you got a seven thousand dollar helmet on. You got a $4,000 pair of shoulder pads. Oh, really? And I was like, I'm still in this. I was like, yeah. I was like, if that's the case, I'm selling it. <laughs> like, I think eBay was around at that point. I was like, $7,000 helmet? I'm selling my equipment and yours, homeboy. <laughs> There's no way this thing is worth $7,000. We were just laughing their faces. No, I've never heard that one. Yeah, I, no, no, my coach has never put monetary value on the equipment. Like, what does it matter? Even if it was, what does that matter? Right? Like, oh, I better really use it now, coach. Yeah. It's worth all that. Right? Like, I mean, uh, I'm poor. I live in a welfare, and I got these these expensive pads on. Right? Let's just headbutt for two hours. Why not? How much is it worth now? Yeah, I got the other team's color scheme on my helmet. How much? I wouldn't be surprised with the helmets down in the NFL, the ones that have the designs on them to help prevent concussions are extremely expensive. Oh, I know that they, I know they've done so much technology work on them yeah. to make sure that the impacts are lessened or whatever they can do. But this is just another one of these negative stories that the NFL has had this year. And this is, and I don't think that this is one of those deals where because it's right in our face, I'm thinking that it's one of the worst years for the NFL when it comes to PR, uh, but it, I mean, it's up there. It's from the time I've been around watching it. I know we've had some other bad ones too in the past with you know, Ray Rice and how that was just a huge deal and Adrian Peterson. Uh, this one right here, you, you had a story in Ezekiel Elliott and we both thought there wasn't enough evidence to suspend him, but you had that story. You had the back and forth with the anthem protest. You've had suspensions that I think have been bullcrap suspensions across the board. You've seen some of the rating numbers that have continued to go down for whatever reason, but the fact of the matter is that people are going to write stories about it and they're never positive stories. There's never a ratings down positive story. Uh, this and the injuries to the stars. I know there's injuries every year, but you can go through the litany of stars that have been out. This 2017 NFL season, hopefully it has a nice storybook ending somehow from somebody winning a championship, and we're not talking about this negative stuff. But this is one of the worst years for the NFL I can ever remember. Well, yeah, there have been a lot of things that are, that are going on, and uh, there have been a lot of things going on off the field as well in, in, in our world. So, uh, and, and we've seen this movie before. We've gone through things, and... And uh, you, you, we get through it. And, and there have been worse situations, uh, maybe not so much for the NFL, you know, a culmination of this happening on the field and owners at each other's throats and, and the protests and, and, and now these, these hits and, and how fines are being levied and penalties are being meted out. Uh, you know, we were at that dinner the other night we have every year at Atlanta for the SEC championship game and a number of people, Greg Sankey, commissioner of SEC, 
who's a big fan of the Gio and Jones show, mm. uh, listens to us uh, frequently when he, on his morning jog. And, and, and he talked about, you know, how the Great Depression and then civil rights and, 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 and how people were sitting there thinking, how the hell are we going to get through this? You're in the Great Depression, you have nothing to eat, and the market's tanked. And, I mean, and the world is in a world of hurt. And then and, and you have World War II, and then you got the civil rights movement and all the angst and anger that was prevalent at that time. It seems as though we're revisiting that, unfortunately. But we got through it. And we'll get through this crazy time in our political world. We'll get through the NFL. We'll get through what's swirling around uh, their business model currently. And, and, and it just happens from time to time. And, and, and every now and then, and, and not just in a, in, a, in a business sense, but even in our personal sense in, as individuals, even though we don't like to go through any adversity, but we have to face it from time to time. You know, what, what's a, a, a sunny day if every day's a sunny day, G? Yeah, that's fair. So you're saying you want more bad days no, to appreciate I the good days. No, I didn't say that. So if you see Brian trying to ruin his day. I just want one rainy day. Yeah. And that was last night. That was yesterday. That's, okay. that's out. No more rain, okay? Yeah, it did pour. You need a rainy day every now and then. That's all I'm saying. Beginning that's of, what you said. <laughs> I know I said, Charles Buckley. I just said I just want one rainy day. That's it. At the beginning of the year, I used to say that I don't believe anybody that says that they stopped watching the NFL. After what I've seen the last few weeks, I believe it. I am now starting to believe when people say that they don't watch the NFL mm-hmm. as much as they used to or they stopped watching the NFL, I now believe them. Yeah. So that's how bad because it's been. Because of, of everything. 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 There's so many reasons not to watch. There's so, and I'm, I'm telling you, if, if it wasn't for having to be here and break it all down, if it wasn't for the fantasy football interest that I have, I mean, there's just not as it's not as entertaining to me as it used to be. It actually puts me it, it bums me out more what, than it what does. What portion of it bums you out? Well, crappy play, crappy mm-hmm. quarterback play, bad teams. I mean, you got to search for like if you're a a guy who doesn't have a fantasy interest or isn't gambling on games, and you're a Dolphins fan or a Broncos fan or something like that. You, know, you got to sit through that stuff. No, you're not. So there's bad, always been crappy teams. You can always have yeah, bad I know, quarterback I know, play. I, I know, but it's just it, there's something about it now. With every, it's just negative. That everybody, the players and the owners hate each other. I think the commissioner sucks. It's just I don't know. There's <laughs> just have a bad taste in my mouth. And football's my favorite sport, and that's one of those things where it, it bums me out because I love it so much. So when do the pitches and catches report? Nah, ugh, we got the NBA right now. And those ratings. Oh, are going, well, you, yeah, going baseball's up. my favorite sport. Come those on, going up. Those <laughs> NBA ratings. They know. Oh, really? They, they talk about I, all the problems they have. Superstars at each other's throats. That's not big. Can't problem. even exit the arena without They're, security guards. Nah, it's going separate up. Separate them. No, that's good. That's good news. It's good stuff. That's just the joy of winning, Greg. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Why is Charles here this morning? I, I, he, I know. What is he doing? Is he in trouble? I don't know. Because he's inserted himself into every conversation this morning. <laughs> Joe Borgia. He's Joe Borgia has nothing to do with this dude. He's smelling blood in the water yeah, here. I mean, he needs to go take Herm Edwards out because, I mean, he lives in that area. Take Herm out and show him the devils. By the way, speaking of that, Mikey B, I listened to a little bit of this yesterday. He put together that Coop press conference. So Coop, the security guard, we have make picks. Yeah. And Herm Edwards, similar in the way they speak at times. Oh. So Mikey B took the questions from the Arizona State press conference, put the coop answers in there. It's hilarious. So we're going to play it coming up in a little bit. We're All coming right. right back.
Give us a call right now, 855-212-4CBS. You sing more to this song than anything else. You cool love song. this song. I love the video. Gotta see the video. You seen the video, Mikey B? Great put, video. Thank you. Yeah, Wonderful. It's un- Uplifting unbe- video. It really is unbelievable. It's an <laughs> awesome video. You're phony ass. You've seen the video. You're right. I've never You're seen it. You're having a bad day. Go watch that video. It's great. Uplifting. All these bad videos I was telling you about. Let me down. The video about the cat drowning. The car on fire. Dude who wanted and to you kill come, himself. What's the song that you, you sing? Uh, the, the guy uh, wants to kill himself. Yeah. I want to die. Yeah, yeah. And that video. I really want to die. I mean, don't want to live. Positive ending. Yeah, po- very positive ending in that video. But, uh, okay. Okay. But glorious. As Bogus has said before, he buried the lead on this. Yes. <laughs> because forever I didn't know that it got positive yes. at the end. Yep. It song would come on. I want to die. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this is not what I need. You thought that was it. Right. That was it. Okay, there's die. 18 out of the 24 hours that are dark right now. <laughs> I don't need some guy singing to me how he wants to die. It's not going to work. Got better, man. And the sun sets today in New York City. Let's 4.45. No, I think it's earlier than that. Dang! Man. I think it's earlier. Huh? I do. It is... 4.27. 4.28. Oh. No! 4.28. Damn. Yep. And it's even earlier out by me. 4.24. <laughs> Three minutes earlier. I mean, why be alive? <laughs> if we're being honest. <laughs> why? What's the point? Uh, 4.24! <laughs> it's dark today! <laughs> And if you take a nap, if you work weird hours like we do, yeah. you take a nap, and then you wake up in the dark like that, it's Mayhem. like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. what is going on? Oh. <laughs> but as you say many times, first world problems. Mm-hmm. There it is. I'm going to watch this video and ignore Bogus while he does the update. Glorious? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. As you I just remembered, uh, your update's brought to you by Cremo Shaving Cream. Beards have needs. Cremo Beard Products care for your beard no matter the length. Try Cremo Beard Products available at Walmart and Target. Steeler linebacker Ryan Shazier is still in Cincinnati, spending a second night in the hospital because of a spine injury suffered on Monday Night Football. Evaluation continues, so Shazier may stay in that hospital again tonight. He tweeted thanks for the support, which is, quote, uplifting to me and my family. Teammate Juju Smith-Schuster suspended one game and lost the appeal of that suspension all yesterday for his illegal block of Vontez Perfect on Monday Night. Bengals safety Georgia Loca also suspended one game for a helmet-to-helmet hit on Antonio Brown. His appeal is still pending. Rob Gronkowski's is not. The Patriot tight end will miss Monday night against the Dolphins. And Eli Manning will reportedly start for the Giants this weekend against the Cowboys. Now Oregon football needs a new coach. Willie Taggart's leaving the Ducks their one season to replace Jimbo Fisher at Florida State, reportedly for six years and $30 million. Taggart was the USF coach for four seasons before going to Eugene. SMU head coach Chad Morris, reportedly the favorite to replace Brett Bielham at Arkansas. And BJ, if T. Martin doesn't get that Tennessee job, uh, maybe my Fordham Rams will take him because head coach <laughs> Andrew Briner's leaving to join Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State. Uh-huh. He will be the Bulldogs passing game coordinator and QB coach. So get on the phones. I see you already have him out. That's good. Uh, find me an FCS coach. <laughs> Uh, okay. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. And, a, and a black one, preferably. You, you, well, let's you, not get crazy. Phones. <laughs> 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 well, I told you guys yesterday Chad Morris was going to Arkansas, didn't I? 
Come on, breaking news right here on Joe and Jones. He's going. Told you two days ago he was going. Jones on the did phones. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know whether. <laughs> no, I, you know what I did? I tweeted it out. I tweeted it out. Okay, that's completely different. Yeah, it is. Okay, well, I told somebody. <laughs> well, you didn't tell us. You know He's what's going. funny? I told Hoya. <laughs> his, it, it, the new uh, AD at Arkansas, uh, Hunter Yurchek, his son has attended the SMU football camp. One of his sons, uh, the last two years. Mm. So, and now your check is at, at Arkansas, and, and that's why Chad Morris is going there. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that's two times, though, that you've had some real legitimate stuff and you haven't given it to us. You've tweeted it out oh, instead. My bad. What was the other time? There was something about Scott Frost. Oh. Didn't give that yeah, a that's that right. In. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? We do this oh. Jones on the phones, and basically you just do this Philip Fulmer just saying Philip Fulmer's not a snake. <laughs> and then you have, you have you've got real information. You forget to tell us. Jones on the this? phones. Jones in the well, tweets. I'm telling you now. Chad Morris is going to Arkansas. I said it three days ago to somebody, and, and so they knew. All right, so give me my credit. Think really hard right now. Is there anything else that you know that you could say on the air? Let me see. Let me check about coaches? <laughs> oh, oh, about coaches. Okay, <laughs> right. never mind that text. Never mind. <laughs> Carmen got a boob job. Oh, come on, man! I used to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Surgery went fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian, college football. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we go to college hoops, and down goes number nine, Notre Dame. Seven seconds. Moses the screen. Persons goes left. Four seconds. Persons a three. Got it. Persons left wing three. One point seven seconds. At the Joyce Center in South Bend. Joel Gadette on the Ball State Cardinals radio network. Those Cardinals led by Taylor Persons with an 80-77 win at Notre Dame. Their first defeat of a ranked team in 16 years. Sixth-ranked Wichita State avoiding the upset, outscoring South Dakota State by 18 in the second half to win 95-85. Third-ranked Michigan State escape Rutgers, 62-52. Number four, Villanova down. Number 12, Gonzaga, 88-72 at the Jimmy V Classic at the Garden. And number 18, West Virginia beat 15th-ranked Virginia, 68-61. Mikey, you're not alone. Josh Jackson, corner three, no good. Rebound to Rosen. believe that was Paul Jones on Raptors Radio. He got Josh Jackson out, but then corner three tripped him up. That's <laughs> just not fair. <laughs> I might have had a great broadcast, man. Josh Jackson. Figuring on him, man. Just not it's five seconds of a three-hour game. That's just terrible. Josh Jackson. Oh, man. Trying to make Mike feel good. <laughs> yeah, sure you oh, You're great at that. Real bench over there. Uh, the Raptors did win that game 126-113 over the Suns. The Thunder won their third straight 194 over the Jazz, and Washington won in Portland 106-92 behind a career-high 51 from Bradley Beal. I didn't think too much. You know, the previous games, I was just thinking way too much out there, you know, instead of playing my game. and That's what I did tonight. You know, I just I just put everything on the table, and regardless if I made shots, missed shots. Yeah. He took uh, 37 shots, hit 21 of them to get to those 51 points. The Warriors will reevaluate Steph Curry in two weeks. There is no structural damage in his right ankle, which he hurt Monday night in New Orleans. And on ice, the Red Wings 
handled the Jets 5-1 to snap their seven-game losing streak. The Blues snapping the Canadiens' five-game winning streak 4-3. Guys? All right, Bogus, thanks. Uh, Thank you, Bogus. Clinton Portis and Santana Moss were on C... Uh, NBC Washington, not see anything. <laughs> I was going to say CSN, but it's not. <laughs> NBC Washington. Uh, and they were talking about drinking before games. Yeah. So let's take a listen to that. Myself, Santana, and Sean, prior to the game, we would take a little shot. Like, damn, you know, take Marco, a little shot. Vodka? A little shot. What are you taking a shot of? Yeah, yeah. We were drinking Hennessy. So okay. me, Santana, and Sean, we did this for a year and a half before anyone knew. It was never two, three, four shots. It was, you know what? Here it go. Let's go right, right. bean. Let's go ball. Right. From that point, we did it every game. Yeah. All of a sudden, Coach Zorn come in and, oh, yeah, guys are taking sips for Sean. It bothered what? me when that happened, too, because we was doing it way prior to him, him getting here, and it got to the wrong people. So I'd never heard this story before. Yeah, because it wasn't meant to be told. I mean, it's something <laughs> that we just did that we didn't want it to be magnified. We didn't want it to be about us because we did it and we went out there and played, played the game and football the way we know how to play. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I just, I absolutely love it. Taking shots before a game. You know what? If it's one shot before a game, I was thinking about this. One shot, you know, take the edge off. A little nervous. I told you guys I had a teammate that did that. Yeah, it would drink Hennessy. Yeah, he'd have a shot. Just a he, shot. He, yeah. But he'd do it at halftime too. <laughs> well, see, that's a little. Now we're getting a little. Yeah, that's maybe too much. Yeah. How much do you think you could drink? How many drinks do you think you could drink and still play like you would sober? Uh, I probably help me <laughs> play. Uh, you think it was? No, it wouldn't. Well, that's uh, what people said about Josh Gordon, and that he was so good when he was drunk that maybe it was helped he drunk? Him. I think he was high more well, than both, he was drunk. Both. I mean, yeah. he prior to the game, uh, <laughs> how many drinks? I'm going to say no more than two. Okay, yeah, just the two. Yeah, yeah. I just... that's tough because it slows down everything, as you as you course, well know. Yeah. You know. Your motor skills, everything. Uh, it, it uh, slows you down. You got to move fast. But you got right. you want those fast twitch muscles if you possess them working at optimal speed. And Brian takes a shot of Hennessy before every show. Sometimes, so, yeah. No, no I've, <laughs> I've never been a Hennessy fan one time, and it didn't go well. No, I was Jack. Didn't go well. I used to be a fan of that, I and mean, when I thought that it was the cool thing to do when I was in my early twenties with the cognac. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Henny. Yeah, it's still. Uh, a lot of people still can't do that, that now. Whew. I can't do dark liquors. Man, I tell you. No. I was never a Hennessy cognac. To go to a little liquor store in North Bellport. Mm-hmm. This is with the street cred part of my life. Oh, okay. In. Do go tell. To, right. I go to the liquor store in North Bellport, mm-hmm. get the little thing of Hennessy. Yeah. And then I'd go with my friends on the train into the city, you know, drink that. We'd, we'd go Just out. Straight up. No Coke, nothing. <sighs> Tough, Straight man. Hennessy. That's Ooh. why I got so much hair on me now. Man. Damn. Yep. Yeah, damn. <laughs> that's what I would do. Right. Oh, damn. man. You Get fit in. Up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wear my fat farm jeans. Did you really? I have fat farm you jeans. You have fat farm jeans? Yeah, they're like reflector kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were him. Yep. I had a couple of fat farm button downs, too. With yeah. Like prints on them. Yeah. There was one that was like... Uh, and that's P H A T, folks. Right now, I'm wearing F A T. Farm. So, but yeah, I had that stuff. I had some Rockaware stuff. Oh, cool! I had a giant Rockaware. They were huge. Oh, I my used to wear those like Carl Kanai and all that stuff. Yeah, I couldn't. That was, was too black huge. for me. Yeah, Carl Kanai was too yeah, black was for you. Way, yeah, too but black. Fat Farm was not. It was not. No, no, that was not. Mm. Yeah, Carl Kanai. If I was, that would be. 
That'd be a little bit too much. That's think. not too that much. That would be for that you. would be ridiculous. It's in the same category. Hmm. Fubu, Fat Farm. Fubu's another one I probably couldn't because of four us bias. I you could I couldn't pull that off. It was to me it was just Fat Farm and Rock Aware. Those were the two. I love those button downs, man. We thought it's so funny how that was like a thing in high school. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that, so that it was like ra- racism so prevalent, but yet <laughs> we were taking all our cues from yep. black culture. Exactly. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> That's how the world works. Right. Like, like I've got friends that get nervous if there's more than one black person in the same restaurant as them <laughs> that would wear, you know, that would listen to Jay-Z, yep. wear Timberlands. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's okay for you know them to entertain us and for us to dress like them, but that's it. Right. Before we it's, cut it off. Yeah, that's that's yeah. so true, right? But yeah. did you try to marry my sister and there's Mm-mm. a big problem? Don't you come over here, but we don't swing oh, that way. Oh, that's remarkable. Yeah. Okay. What do we got? Hey, we went down memory lane. <laughs> we you. did go down memory yes. lane. Yes. I might have dressed blacker than you. No, no, point. no, no, you didn't. No, 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 no. I don't think so. And I and I transitioned because my buddies ridiculed me because I'd wear these Levi's. You know, I'm a country boy from Texas. I'd have yeah. my tight Levi's on and all that. They used to call me tight balls. <laughs> And uh, so, <laughs> hey, tight balls. Roman Pfeiffer won a couple of championships Roman with Pfeiffer with the with the, with the Patriots, and uh, my our late good friend uh, Eric Turner, one of the best football players I've ever seen and played with. Yeah, it's the nickname they gave me. That's so, great. So I had to <laughs> switch up my game, dog. Ever tell you the time that Roman Pfeiffer called me tight balls? Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> they were killing me. <laughs> So LeVar Ball is blaming somebody for <sighs> LiAngelo and the other players shoplifting in China. And you're going to be shocked to hear who that is. Yeah. Coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I told you that a lot of times I've been entertained by LeVar Ball's antics in the media, but there's some things that really do turn me off. And one of the things that he has done recently with homeschooling LaMelo Ball and now pulling LiAngelo Ball out of UCLA, I think it's doing some major damage to his kids. But how about this now? He said that the coaches at UCLA... They deserve to be accountable for the players shoplifting in China. He goes, there's no accountability to them. And he said, without naming them, LeVar was critical of Steve Alford and his staff for placing blame on the players. He goes, let's stand up to bat for the players and say you're the coach. Coaches are making enough money. They got to hold some accountability. And that, to me, is just insanity yeah. for him to take that route in this uh, and to re- really gives you insight into how warped his mind truly is, where he's trying to place blame on the coaches and trying to get them in trouble for one of his kids doing something unbelievably stupid. Well, he's, he's flailing about trying to reconcile uh, why he withdrew his son from UCLA, and it, it makes no sense. Whichever avenue he chooses to take, whichever excuse he uses to take, uh, whether it's that they've been sitting long enough and, and China forgave them, they gave the stuff back, or the, the coaches, uh, they didn't have strong enough rules when they take the team to China. There are 15 guys on that roster. Only three thought it was a smart idea to go to three different stores and steal. Uh, so they did a good enough job with the other 12. 
just not with these three knuckleheads. And 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 you should have some accountability. And I know there are a lot of good parents out there. You do the right thing. You teach your kids the right way to do things. And, and sometimes they get out of line. That's what happened here. He may be a great father. His wife may be a great parent. Uh, and and but you know all those proper lessons they have taught. Leangelo, they went awry once he got to China, and sometimes you follow the crowd, and you can get in trouble. Or maybe Leangelo was a leader. I don't know. But to sit here and now try to blame this on the coaches and their lack of accountability is ridiculous. Many missteps by them and the brass there at UCLA and, and their approach and, and how they communicated and how transparent they were uh, when things were going on uh, in, in China. But to hold them accountable for your son – uh, going to a foreign country and becoming a thief is ridiculous. And and I I am pos- I am almost positive as I'm sitting here that prior to them getting on that plane, both teams Georgia Tech and UCLA, there were conversations had uh, about how things work in China as opposed to America. And it, and I would think they didn't have to bring up you know you contemplating stealing something, but. There were conversations that were had. This is a communist country. Things work a little differently here than they do in America. We're going there essentially for a business trip to t- play basketball. So just know that. And yet these three thought otherwise, and you have what you had. Uh, so th- this is a ridiculous notion on the part of LeVar Ball, and once again, flailing around, trying to make sense when there's only one avenue you can take, and that's that these guys needed to be suspended, and they should sit there as long as – this university and the head of that basketball program, Steve Alford, sees fit. Steve Alford, when asked about Leangelo Ball no longer being at UCLA, he said, I don't think I'm angry. I think it was more surprised. If you're looking for one word, maybe it's surprised because it's nothing we saw coming. Leangelo has been, since coming back from China, he's been tremendous. He's been to all of his classes. He's been to all the tutors, all the mentors. He's done exactly what's been asked of him. And quote, so that just hammers home the point that it's LeVar that's messing up a lot right. of this stuff. Now, I'm not saying that Leangelo doesn't deserve to be suspended. I told you what yeah. I thought about yeah. that. But since coming back, he's fulfilling all his responsibilities, going about it the right way. He hasn't had any negative quotes out there. He's not slamming anybody. No. He's doing what he needs to do to get back out there. And here you have the puppeteer. Yep taking him out of there and probably hurting him in the long to run. To our point, he's been an excellent parent. He's he's raised his boys the right way. They're respectful. Uh, I mean, other than the young one using the N-word at the WWE match. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, and, and, and Leangelo's doing everything that's asked of him, and, and he can't be with the team. He can use the facilities. All three suspended players can use the facility, but they can't be with the team, and, and Coach Alfred has been – Communicating via text messages, making sure you know they're getting the class and, and everything's all right. Uh, and and I don't understand the, the why there's such a rush by Levar Ball to you know, get his son from underneath this this suspension. His son put himself in this position, allow it to ride, him to ride it out. This could be a great lesson for him, and I think it already has been a great lesson for him. Now you want to inject yourself into the. The, the conversation and into the situation, and you're making it worse. You're making it worse. I think the young man, all the young men involved are learning a valuable lesson here. And and now of all the three uh, all the three kids, the only parent that's now embroiled in making this worse than it was is LeVar Ball. 
Yeah, and I wonder how his story progresses and how it ends. I, I really, I was thinking that Lonzo Ball was going to be better than he was right off the bat because I've seen some of these rookies and these guys just sort of take the world by storm. I thought he would do that, and because he was playing so well that you wouldn't hear so much from LeVar, and there's more stuff on that, and I'm just so tired of him and his, his uh, opinions on the, the Lakers. When they're trying to limit him, he still finds right. a way. But anyway, so I, I thought that he'd go away in that regard. And then the the shoplifting in China thing happened. And then you got LaMelo, who's a bigger prospect than the middle brother. I mean, will it get to a point where he's just there? Like he's going to be a part of our everyday sports lives like anybody else? Or you know, will this dissipate at some point. I, I really don't I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I guess the easiest way for him to go away would be if all these guys just totally flunk out of right. whatever they do. If they fail. Yeah. That and would be and even then, I, I don't think you would get rid of him immediately. He's going to come back and make excuses like he's doing now, blaming the coaching staff for the problems of, of his son and, and the others. Uh, so he wouldn't immediately uh, just go somewhere and hide and be under the radar, he's going to still be out there banging the drum and, and coming up with these faulty excuse excuses for why his sons are, in this instance, one son has failed. Now for some good news. Ryan Shazier tweeted yesterday, and he was thanking everybody for the thoughts and the prayers and all of the good things that were uh, said to him and, and about him after suffering that injury on Monday Night Football. So there was a joint statement that was released by the Steelers and some of the doctors who have been helping him out. And basically, I think in layman's terms, they're focusing on the spinal contusion. Mm-hmm. And the next couple days with the swelling going down is really going to determine you know, how severe this is going to be, whether he's going to be able to play at some point in the future or or what have you. But he's not totally out of the woods yet, but it does seem like this isn't an instant paralysis situation that you know could have been because yeah he's in, lucky yeah it se- it seems like that now I don't yeah. want to they, they're being very careful with the language with it but it does seem like there's more positive right now than than negative yeah he clearly lowered his head and here's a guy who knows how to play the game and just in that instance uh, didn't use proper technique lowered his head the crown of his head. Uh, Collides with the midsection of the ball carrier. I believe it was uh, Malone. Uh, what's his last name? Uh, the, the ball carrier at that time uh, for the, for the Bengals and uh, Josh Malone, uh, wide receiver. And uh, it's just unfortunate because you sometimes you find yourself in in a perilous situation where you don't use proper technique. And we've seen guys reach out and tear a bicep or a pectoral muscle, and and you know, you know you're not. Supposed to do that, but in those moments, it it happens, and this is just unfortunate, and hopefully he continues to progress and and gets healthier. All right, coming up next, we've got some more college football coaching news with Willie Taggart on the move. What do we think about that, and what's the best fit there at Oregon now that Taggart is gone? It's Gio and Jones. Keep right here on CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.